This episode of Into the Wild is brought to you by Leica Sport Optics. As the world opens up and we're able to venture forth and go and explore again, it's essential that we have the kit we need so we don't leave nature hotspots disappointed. With that in mind, I cannot recommend Leica Sport Optics enough. Leica not only have a great range of optics for a wide range of uses, but they also offer finance plans to help people like me that would rather pay bit by bit. I'm currently using the Leica HD Ultravids, and now I can clearly see all the birds that I am also still unable to identify. Read more about Leica's range via their website in the write-up of this episode. And now, on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Into the Wild. I'm your host, Ryan Dalton. Ah, good lord, as always, thank you so much for clicking play on the pod. Hello nature nerds, welcome to another episode of Into the Wild, the podcast all about wildlife, nature and conservation, where we talk to pretty much anyone about anything to do with the planet, just in case you've forgotten what the podcast was about. I hope you've all had a good week. It's been banging weather here in London. Not too hot. Nothing to make me go, oh, the planet is burning. It's been just lovely blue skies and sunny weather. It's been absolutely bliss. I saw two wasps today. I was like, what the are you two doing? (laughs) It's November, lads. You should not be around. Um, But it's been lovely. And uh, currently I'm sat under, as you, I don't know if you, I think Indy pointed this out, that I record these under a duvet or a dressing gown. (laughs) It's so hot under here right now. It, I'm so warm. So at the moment, I do feel like I'm in peak summer again, but it's, it's not. It's autumn. So, and we're racing towards the end of the year, isn't it? It's, it's Christmas coming up. We're all running around looking, desperately looking for fungi uh, because there's nothing else much going on in, well, certainly not in London. But during the intros, it's time for a, a segment that has been gone for the last few weeks, mainly because of COP26 and the fact that not much was being reported on to do with conservation. Um, but geez louise, did I have to search for these stories? Um, but I have four stories, one of which is to do about Into the Wild. I'm going to update you. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Lovely to have you here. Where the hell have you been for the last two years? But I'm going to be talking about four stories that are positive to do with nature, conservation and wildlife in about 60 seconds. So it's going to go quick. Brace yourself. Strap yourselves in. Um, here we go. You ready? Deep breath. <sighs> Trends in elephant poaching in Africa have fallen to the lowest level since 2003. Sea Wildin, a community-led Scottish charity that restores native oysters and seagrass, tweeted to announce that they have put 120,000 juvenile native oysters in their nursery, meaning that the community has so far introduced 340,000 of the vital ecosystem engineers into Loch Craignish so far. The UK's native red squirrel is maintaining its range in the Yorkshire Dales National Park and there is evidence suggesting that their range may have increased in recent years. And lastly, an Into the Wild update for you for our project Beyond the Trigger. We have stepped forward with our travel dates and we have booked our tickets to go to Namibia on January the 27th where we'll be travelling from Windhoek, the capital of Namibia, all the way up to the north of Atosha National Park where we'll be interviewing people from conservancies about their opinions on trophy hunting. And that's the end of 60 Second Nature News. Jesus, is warm under this dressing gown. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, that was 60 Second Nature News. I thought I'd throw in the little bit of Beyond the Trigger update. It's exciting times. It's exciting times. Myself and my editor, Oscar, and a professor will be heading over to Namibia in January. Can you believe that? I've not left London, which feels like forever. I'm now going to Namibia 
to meet and we've got our itinerary book is so exciting i'm going to be doing an instagram live so please if you are not following us on instagram make sure you do because i'm going to do an instagram live pretty soon telling you about all the updates to do with uh, beyond the trigger anyway on to today's episode the last couple of weeks have been hard we have been hearing about cop 26 we've been hearing about the destruction of the planet the fire the fires are raging the, the seas are rising and life is tough all right for nature and everyone that lives in it so i thought now would be a good time to release an episode that's not so serious listeners that have been with us for a little while will remember an episode we did a couple of months ago called nature room 101 well you'll be glad to know that nature room 101 is coming back right now this show is all about taking the things that we don't like about nature the stuff that sometimes might annoy us and that you know what i can't love everything the show is about celebrating you can't love every element of everything. So today I am joined by conservationist and author, Dr. Danny Rabiotti, and conservationist and researcher, Dr. Alex Evans. In this episode of Nature Room 101, we will discuss three separate topics to do with nature. Each pick something we would like to go into Room 101 forever, vote on it and decide which is the winner. Disclaimer, we're all having a joke. We don't properly mean all the things we're saying we're just having a bit of a fun ranty moan so don't get all sensitive on us it's all in the name of fun so without any further ado this is nature room 101 take two welcome to another episode of nature room 101 it was so much fun last time i couldn't help but do another episode and for those that haven't listened to this or the previous Nature Room 101, basically what this is about is an episode where we get to have a bit of a f***ing moan. There you go. I've sworn already. So now you know the vibe of the show. <laughs> that's what you, that's the kind of stuff you're going to expect on today's episode. Um, it's eight o'clock in the evening. I've got a beer. I don't know if my guests have got a drink, but we've got three topics that we're going to rant and moan about. Then each of us are going to vote for the one that we would like to go into Room 101. Obviously, we can't vote for our own, otherwise that show would go on forever. But we have to vote for the one that we would like to see locked away in the vault of Nature Room 101. And to help me do that on today's episode, I have Doctor of African Wild Dogs and author... Dr. Danny Rabiotti. Hello, Danny. Nice to see you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to having a bit of a whinge because that's that's what I'm good at, really. <laughs> I feel like, well, Danny, you're half Italian, but with the British side, a bit of a moan's what we like to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my that's my British cultural heritage. Um. <laughs> so depressing, isn't it? <laughs> Um, is there anything you would like to say to the listeners before you have your moan that they should be aware of what you're going to say or anything you'd like to give a heads up to? I think just this, you know, the the usual disclaimer, not representative of the views of my employer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the most professional reply you could have given. <laughs> Amazing. Imagine if they were the opinions of your employer that would make for a very good episode well it? you know the last thing i want is a headline like zoological society of london says animals are the worst <laughs> says, says that beavers are twats <laughs> <laughs> i would love death that. to all I would insects love for someone just one day <laughs> It, we're, we're worried what the media will say, but <laughs> um, I've, I'm waiting for someone to actually say that one day going, oh, and by the way, 
these are also the views of my employer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would make a fresh new look. <laughs> well, Danny, it's lovely, lovely to have you here, and I'm looking forward to hearing you have a bit of a rant. My second guest is this is the best title I've ever heard. Ever heard, sorry. Um, animal flight researcher and science educator, Dr. Alex Evans. Welcome, Alex. Nice to meet you, and how are you? Ah, good to be here. Thank you very much. That's probably the best intro I've ever been given. <laughs> Even though I burped at the beginning of it. Did you hear <laughs> that? that? Don't know if you both heard that. Heightened the intensity of it. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's lovely to meet you and lovely to get to chat to you. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would like to say to the listeners, a bit of a prep before you have your rants of what they can expect or what they should note? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the things I'm, go- I'm going to rant about, I know a lot, myself included, and a lot of the people I think I interact with on Twitter are guilty of this. So I'm going to might burn some bridges <laughs> with myself as well, hey, included. Everyone's going down What today. is a day in the week without burning a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> it's what we should all aim to do. Absolutely. Get people to wind their necks in a bit. Um, <laughs> well, both of you, this is going to be a very exciting um, episode. We've got some interesting themes to do. So I think we should just roll straight in for it for our first topic for Nature Room 101, which is conservation cock-up. So here we go. Just for the listeners to quickly explain what I mean by that, this is something that maybe has been put out there to try and help wildlife, um, nature, conservation, biodiversity, climate change, blah, 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 that old stuff that has maybe been taken in the wrong way and and done in the wrong way too, maybe. It's something that's, you know, we're like, uh, we didn't quite mean that, or it's something that Maybe it's a bit of greenwashing as well, something like that. So I think, Danny, we're going to start with you, if that's all right. Would you like to go first for conservation cock-up? What would you like to put into Nature Room 101? Okay, so contentious, but I would like to put planting trees into mm-hmm. Nature Room 101. <laughs> Who needs them? With no Do explanation. With Overrated. <laughs> Kill them all. So, so I'm gonna. I have to explain this a bit because you can't just be like, be like down with trees. I'm a zoologist, so I mean, I am kind of like down with trees, but not really. Um, but um yeah so as a climate scientist I, I mostly work on climate change impacts on african wild dogs and one of the big things that we get touted as a climate solution in these like big papers in science and nature is just planting trees and not just planting trees like where there used to be trees we're just like planting trees everywhere so you get this paper and it's like we're we're gonna solve climate change we're gonna plant all these trees and you're like those trees are in like the serengeti there's not supposed to be trees there (laughs) (laughs) so you're down with trees just being plopped absolutely everywhere (laughs) yeah like wrong type of trees trees in the wrong place spending a bajillion of pounds to plant trees that can't even survive in in that area all of that i'm just sick of tree planting being touted there's this fix all just plant a few trees and everything's all better again fly across the world but just plant a tree it'll be fine you know (laughs) yeah yeah i get that that's my bugbear with it where people are like oh hi we're shell oil company we're offsetting the shit we do by planting this four oak trees outside our office (laughs) that's not offsetting Thanks, Shell. You solved the climate crisis. Hooray! (laughs) We can all change our jobs and carry on with normal (laughs) lives. It is mad, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people, like you said, people think it's the answer is just planting trees. But then people don't 
quite understand what that means. I mean, if you just put them anywhere, imagine if you just put, start planting them outside people's houses. Then they'd be like, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't put them there. You go, what? Well, trees, isn't it? Just trees. Whack them there. But that's what, this, that's what people there. are suggesting. You know, they're like, oh, we'll just plant this whole area with trees. And I'm like, you do realize people live there. People are farming there. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it's like gorilla garden, it sounds like as well, isn't it? Just like you wake up one morning, there's 14 oaks <laughs> yeah. outside your <laughs> front door. The dream. The, the dream, yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, come to think of it, we should be doing more of this. <laughs> um, okay, that's a good one. That, that's a good one, planting trees. Alex, we'll go to you next. What would good. you like to put into Nature Room 101? Oh, honeybees. Hate them. <laughs> Can't. Just the, the species. It's, it's their use as a sort of catch-all pollinators having a bad time. Let's stick in more honeybees. Because... We won't solve the problem. We'll just add more <laughs> suffering to it. Like, I, I was thinking a bit, like, if you've got a swimming pool yeah. and you st- stick some sharks in there, they're probably going to die. That's not a great place for sharks to be. But instead of changing the water, like, making it bigger, changing the salinity, you just stick more sharks in and hope for the best. The solution shouldn't be just add more sharks. <laughs> no, no. Water parks around the world w- would be nervous at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the... Relying on honeybees is such a bad way to fix the pollinator crisis because they're all suffering. But we have so much emphasis on those honeybees because they are linked to our crops. But, you know, there are other pollinators uh, pollinate our crops, orchards, fruit. Relying on one, spe- one species out of the UK's 200 species and trying to get them to save our problems. And it, it seems to be all like the big brands and supermarkets. And it is kind of greenwashing saying like, oh, we're going to make so many aviaries and so many hives. And they end up just being big reservoirs for disease that then get spread out to all the little the little guys, all the little pollinators out there. So yeah. Do you get angry? Uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Do you way. get angry when you see a honeybee? <laughs> I don't I don't take them personally. I mean, you know, I'll tip my hat to a honeybee. <laughs> Imagine if you blame them. <laughs> I I get angry when I see a honeybee. Because I, I do punch him. <laughs> I, I can't punch a honeybee. Because uh, I'm allergic, so it would end badly. That, that's the only reason why that can't happen. Yeah, the, o- the, the, the only, only thing. The only me. thing stopping me is the allergy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get because I ask that because I actually do. I don't get angry. That's intense. But I do get like kind of. Oh, why can't it be something mm. else? That, that that was Ryan's brain. Couldn't think of another bee off the top of my head. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not even a bumblebee. Not even a bumblebee. <laughs> that was, you know, we're technically we're live right now, so I'm panicking. Yeah. But <laughs> constant panic. No, but I, I do get a bit like, oh, for, for, oh, people send me pictures. Quite often I get my friends sending me like videos in their garden going, oh, you'd love it, Ryan. Look at all the bees we've got. And it is just honeybees. And I'm like, oh, well done, Dad. <laughs> Nailing it. Well done. What eco badge for you? Do you reply with why couldn't that have been something else? I've got to be careful <laughs> with my parents. Don't you guys find that? Yeah, yeah. Do you not find you've got to be a bit? Oh, well yeah. done for you know not punching that cow today. <laughs> oh no, my my mum's better than I am these days. Really? Since they retired, she's out there. She's like, I saw this the other day, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, Oh, I found out it's this. I'm like, Oh, you put me to she's shame. Like, what do you mean it's oat milk, Daddy? It's not that rare. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have to be really careful because my dad, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode, but everything's <laughs> got to be my dad's idea. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell him he's got to discover it. I think that's a very man thing. 
very middle-aged man thing. So we have to leave hints around the house. So right. So mum's trying to get him to like put more wildy flower stuff in the garden. So instead of telling him to do it, she'll like get a garden centre magazine and leave it open <laughs> on the page on the table with the <laughs> wildlife stuff, just so he clocks it. It's like advertising. <laughs> that's what we have to do for my dad. It's just subliminal um, messaging. Okay, that's in his birthday card. Yeah, just leaving it around the house. Just, just I've I've ripped out all the honeybee section, Alex. Don't worry, I've ripped it all out. Hope you have a great day on your birthday. In brackets, planted yeah. wildflowers in the garden. Just a suggestion. <laughs> just, just a mild suggestion, though. Yeah. <laughs> just, in fact, I've done it for you, Dad. I was, I was actually. Do you know what? He got the grass done. He, this is an off-topic story, but he got the whole lawn like relayed, and I said, "Oh, why don't you get the company to see if they can like use organic stuff on the so- on the soil before they put it? Maybe see if he can sow some seeds in for you or recommend something." And he went, "No, I don't want that. I want I'm putting weed killer on it." And I was just like, "Oh, f- me? Do you know what I mean?" It was a real, and I I was so tempted around his flower bed just to walk around just scattering <laughs> flower seed. <laughs> round the garden like something at a great escape just like out of my pockets and just thinking hopefully it'll just bloom around the side and he won't notice but I didn't dad if you're listening don't worry I didn't do that no. you'll notice from the, the barren life around yeah. your garden that I didn't do that and if it does happen it was just the seed fairy it was just <laughs> if it did happen it was my brother Lee alright <laughs> um, okay well those were two good two good uh, cock ups from conservation mine is do you know what? I think mine's quite similar to yours, Danny, but not trees. It's actually, ironically, from what I've just said, it's planting wildflower is a conservation cock-up that I'm picking for mine to go in Nature Room 101 because I feel like, well, I don't feel like, I think the three of us here know that it's been massively oversimplified that you can just go to Wyvale Garden Centre and pick up a one ninety nine packet of random seed mix and apparently that's the answer to the nation's biodiversity and insect problem. Like, it should cost more than that. <laughs> it can't be that easy to just go and blindly get... But people are pelting seeds at their garden like it's, like it's World War II on the plane somewhere. They're just like throwing them dead hard, going, that's that done for the rest of my life. And obviously we know the issue is that a lot of these flowers are even non-native or they're annuals, so they need the work put in, otherwise they won't come back. And what you're left with is just random scraggly bits of grass and things that are doing absolutely nothing. So I, I think for me it's it's that. It's people need to grasp that planting wildflower should not be as easy as buying a cardboard grenade and throwing it at your brick wall in your garden. It should not be that easy. Read a f***ing book. Do you know what I mean? That's my one for Nature Room 101. We've got to vote now. Ooh. I'm going to struggle with yours too. So, Danny, I'm going to pick you first to vote out of... honey. What do you want to call... What, what do you want to title yours, Alex? Honeybee Bonanza. Honeybee Bonanza. <laughs> You've given it a very fluffy title. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Almost sounds positive. <laughs> um, honeybee Bonanza or Wildflower Whackers? Uh, I'm going to go for the honeybees. I'm a bit biased because of the allergies, but they're out. <laughs> Buy these. <laughs> hey, if you get rid of the flowers, mate, get rid of the bees. <laughs> Obviously, can I just, sorry, disclaimer, I'm not saying get rid of all wildflower. That was not my point. It was buying the right wildflower. Okay, I'm going to vote next. Because um, I was debating going with trees. My first one of the week when I was like, what should I pick? I was going to go with trees. So I feel like trees is going to have to be my my one. I think very similar to the wildflower. It's, it's an oversimplified approach 
that is being done in the wrong yeah. way quite a lot. So I'm going to go with, uh, what are we calling yours, Danny? <laughs> Trees. <laughs> Trees. <laughs> Listeners, if you can see Danny's face in the three seconds of that thinking period, it was absolutely brilliant. I've never seen give, someone give less of a shit <laughs> about what they were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> just trees trees, trees going in trees trees you know what it's planting trees we just spoke about it for 10 minutes i thought i saw her looking around for an answer um, <laughs> like there was a tree in every yeah line. yeah it's all your fault <laughs> um trees okay so i'm putting trees into um nature well i would like to that's my vote <laughs> alex you've got the decider mate which one are you gonna go for Ooh, I have. Uh, so, I mean, all three have been pretty similar because all three solutions just seem to be like throw a ton of something at nature and I <laughs> hope that fixes <laughs> yes. it. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with trees as well because I've seen that done so much and it seems like such a delay tactic because you're going to plant a tree, it, you know, it'll appear at some point. But whilst you're doing that, you're still <laughs> dropping all these carbon bombs <laughs> in like the in years in between. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 a stickler for me. Nice one. Well, congratulations, Danny. You won the first round with trees. <laughs> Just no one likes trees. trees. I knew it. <laughs> right, put them all in. Trees is going in. Put them all in. Get rid of all the world's trees. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with those ruddy ancient oaks. Um, right. um, cool, so Trees is going into Nature Room 101, and now we're going to move on to our next round. Right, round two. Oh, God, I've got a hair in my mouth. Oh. Isn't it weird that everything has to stop when you get a hair in your mouth? Oh. You can't, nothing can no. continue. You, can do, you could be doing anything, and you're like, no, wait, sorry, hair in my mouth. Um, round two, creepy things that creepeth. This is, uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot of shit for this one because everyone, you have to like insects because <laughs> no one fucking likes insects. That's why we have to like them because the majority of the public think they're disgusting because let's face it, they fucking are. Like they're, they're, they're either murdering, having sex with each other or got this weird parasitic world. So they are disgusting animals, but they're also super I mean, interesting. you summed up humans Occasionally there. cute. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's what I was talking about, yeah. <laughs> so I thought we would pick Creepy Things at Creepith as a, a round where we pick our least favourite insect. So, Alex, we'll start with you this time. Which insect would you like to see go into Nature Room 101 forever? Oh, this is interesting. So this 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 came up pretty recently. There was a... a uh, it wasn't even a news article. It was just an article someone wrote for a magazine, their opinion on whose responsibility is it to kill insects in your house? And a lot of the examples <laughs> were like, oh, what? if a spider's bigger than your hand, the man should kill it. But if someone else, then a woman should kill it. But then... It got then they put in a lot of well if you're in a same sex relationship you know there's no there's, there might not be a man so who's and it became a whole <laughs> big thing uh, and and just the bottom line was just don't kill insects like just maybe maybe don't try and kill all the insects in your house yeah um but the one insect that I really <laughs> long story short the one story, the one insect I really can't stand in my house are crane flies or or like daddy long legs is what we call them yeah um. Just because they are gross, they're horrible. They're so unbumbly, ungainly, like absolute <laughs> messes of creatures. They are just like some legs 
very poorly glued onto like a little feather and then just floats around the room. <laughs> but the, the, the worst thing is, is whenever it's really hot and sticky and you want to open a window, you just know they're waiting outside. And they are dying to come in and attack your TVs and your phones and anything that's got any light. And the only solution is just close your windows, turn all your lights off, and just sit being miserable in the dark. And so they are ruining my life. That's what me and Danny do in London. They (laughs) destroy my summer. (laughs) And when they do get in, like the last few weeks, they've just been crawling all over the house. You just, you can't get away from them because they can be across the room in like half a second. And so as soon as you get your phone out, (laughs) they're everywhere. That was the best sound effect impression. I mean, I don't know about yours, but that's the noise they make in my house. Uh, and yeah, so I hate them. Like, they're not that different from moths. They'll go and fly to a light. I feel like moths do it quite gracefully. Whereas Daddy Long's yeah. will take the longest path, usually like over my face, to get to where they want to be. And I can't stand them. Knowing they're in the room, I just I can't get to sleep. So either out the window or under a book. They they never go in a straight no, line. I don't think they can. Like you're right. They never go in a straight line. It's like they're on acid. They're just like right, left, right, left, oh. right, left, right, left. <laughs> what are they seeing that we can't? I actually, I actually looked up the benefits of them because it's like there's got to be a, a a plus side. And the two benefits I could find were their larvae decompose things. Great, like you know nature does that pretty well anyway. And and they don't nature does and that. And they don't live very long. <laughs> like that's that's one of the benefits. That's the benefit. <laughs> God, <laughs> they are horrible. But don't worry, Jesus. you're gonna with them for a few days. Don't... That's not that's not a reason to exist. <laughs> I, you know, an animal's not good when you have to Google the benefits. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's. I've done that with family members. <laughs> I need to look up the benefits of you because I'm struggling. So yeah, that's that's mine. <laughs> Grain flies. No, I, yeah, they are a bit. To be fair, they've got long legs and bumble about the room, so I took all that quite personally. <laughs> if you see me come in drunk after a Friday night, it's no different. I'd be swatting you away. As soon as the window's yeah, open. Yeah, I'd be pushing you back out. Yeah. <laughs> big book, big book. Yeah. <laughs> Get a few encyclopedias together. Okay, that's a good one. I'm going to go next. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's not going to go well. The common wasp. Ooh. I'm. Vespula vulgaris, which is the most London way you can say Latin. I'm putting them in because I I get it. I get they do a lot of good. I get they pollinate. I I, I understand it. I you know I didn't have to Google the benefits, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it, but they're just the chavs of the insect world. I can't <laughs> deal with them because you you get that one day in England when you can eat your dinner outdoors because it's sunny. You can sit out and you think, finally, it's come straight away. Shh, wasp right there going, sup, can I have a bit of that chicken? <laughs> and you're like, no, no, you can't. No, it's fine. I've made it myself. And they just don't go away. I just hate, you, I don't want them near me. And I, I just, I don't like that. I think they're annoying. And it doesn't matter where you live in the UK. You could, you could live on a woodland. I've got a woodland just outside my house, despite being in London. I'm on the third floor. I open that window in the summer an inch and there'll be a wasp straight in here. Doesn't matter what it doesn't what time of day could be the evening, it's straight in. And then they cannot find their way out. <laughs> they tunneled their way in, did not scatter any breadcrumbs behind them, and they cannot find their way back out. And you have to end up opening the window. Then they get stuck between the blind at the top, and you're just like, this is not, this is not worth it. This is not worth it. So I'm putting the common wasp into I feel like there's enough wasp species. We don't need a common one. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's mine. Any feelings on the wasp? Uh, well, I'm, I'm still still better than bees. So I'm not allergic <laughs> to wasps. <laughs> I love the way you're holding that as your judgment for the whole show. <laughs> Alice has turned me. No more bees. No more bees. I mean, I, I nearly put like the demonization of wasps in my thing to get rid of because I'm very pro wasp. So, oh, so am I, but not the common one. I, I don't. It doesn't matter what Danny's put, to be honest, unless it's you know sticking me in uh, in room one one. I think. I think <laughs> I'm going with Danny already. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a, it was a risk. It was a risk putting it in because I know people love, and I do like wasps, love them, but the common one is just a bit common. <laughs> um, go on then, Danny. What insect are you throwing in? To what other insect so are you? Mine is to? again. Mine is again really close to yours because I want to put ants in room one hundred and one. Ants. <laughs> I know, I know. I have had some horrible ant-based experiences. Um, <laughs> when I've done field work in Africa, I've had them like crawling up my trousers. And the worst thing is you try and pull them off, but their bodies come off, but their heads are just still stuck in you. And it's just the most disgusting thing. <laughs> like, just let go, let go of me. I've been bitten by a bullet ant, which Ooh, was the most painful ouch. experience of my life. I say ouch. I don't and like know. in all in all forms, they're horrible. Like the 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 fighty ones. You can tell I'm not an entomologist. <laughs> no, that, they bite you, term. and it's very painful. <laughs> yeah, it's a technical term. Fighty ones. They bite you, and they sting you, and it's really really painful. Then you've got like the flying ones. And then you just get up all in the grill and getting your food and getting your beer when it's flying ant season. And then you've got like in in Kenya they have this like weirdy weird flying stage. Some of the ants there, which we call sausage flies, and they're basically like a big maggot with like wings stuck on. I think they must be the queens. And they in the evening, if you're sitting by the fire, they all just like kamikaze into the flames, and then you hear this like sizzling sound, like. Oh. And it's grim. It's absolutely grim. And the worst thing about ants, though, is that they're just so interesting. So, like, <laughs> they lure me in. Backhander. They lure me in. I'm like, oh, these guys, they look cool. And then the next thing I know, they're all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I told you not to use honey as sun lotion. I did tell you that. <laughs> it seems like the main reason you hate them is they're just really clingy. Yeah. You're an introvert, aren't There's you? There's never just one. There's never just one. There's always like 5,000. <laughs> That's true. I don't think I've ever seen a solo ant. There probably are some species. Do you reckon? Maybe those ones can stay out. I mean... Those I ones can stay out. There's a documentary, actually, and it's about an ant that's on its own, and it goes to like the big city and recruits all these like circus performers to defend. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. It's pretty good. <laughs> No, no, it sounds like a real, like, shining on a life of a bug there, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have called it. So, Ants. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Alternative movie title. <laughs> um, so, all Ants. There's all Ants. <laughs> Even the Dracula Ant. Yeah. They're, they're, apart from the, if there's any, like, cute ones that just hang around on their own, they're all going in. Oh, okay. Even though I know it would all lead ants. to ecological collapse. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, this is all metaphorical. <laughs> We're not actually gonna lock away all ants. <laughs> oh, what? I just haven't got the time. I haven't got the time, guys. I'm very busy. <laughs> um, right, okay. So now we've got a vote. I'm I'm gonna vote first on this one. I can't put ants in. There's too many. There's too varied. <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put crane flies for, for probably very similar reasons to wasps. Common wasps. Yeah. Common wasps. That's the only one I'm putting in. Got to make that clear. Uh, I'm going to go with crane flies. Daddy long legs is the yes. is the social name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with them because they're just they are f-ing annoying. Uh, they yeah. are. Well, I know which way Alex is going. There's no <laughs> point asking, is there? I don't know. I'm I'm pro. I'm pro I can ants, say to the listeners. I mean, yeah, wasp wasps are my boys, so ants got to go. <laughs> You made that sound like you are in charge of them, and now I feel anger towards you, Alex. <laughs> Look, he's wearing stripes. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> it was you in my living room flying around the other night. <laughs> Can you do the crane fly impression one more time? Oh, I feel I've got to get my hand ready for all the legs. <laughs> I want it as a text message tone. <laughs> Danny. What way are you going? I think it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be the crane flies. I actually quite like wasps and mm. crane flies, but the crane flies are like more they're more irritating. Mm. They're just always yeah. there. I think they can see things that I can't see, which creeps me out a little bit. And yeah, they're going. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think they can see that you can't? I don't know, but why don't they go in a straight line? Why don't they why? Why do they move from side to side? Uh- Acid. <laughs> Either that or they're on drugs, but both of those I think warrant yeah. warrant a trip to me. If if, if it, I just want to say this now. If it ever turns out that we find out that crane flies are on acid, then I want them taken out of room one. Oh them. yeah, no, that's that's completely legit. Uh, yeah. That that massively changes my opinion. <laughs> that justifies their behaviour. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, mate, grand. Well done, you. I mean, the ones in London probably are. The one in Shoreditch, the ones in Shoreditch and East London definitely are. You can't help but be if you just walk through. Um, okay, that's it. Crane flies are going in to Nature Room 101. Well done, Alex. Woohoo! Right, okay, let's move on to our third and final section for Nature Room 101. Here we go. Right, we said that the last one was going to burn some bridges, but this one is going to burn some more, I think. Social media nature. This one is something that happens on social media. It can be Instagram, Facebook. No one's on Facebook anymore, are they? Instagram, Twitter, and no one's on Snapchat who's not nine. So we don't need to worry about that. Um, that TikTok. happens on social media. That is a t- TikTok. I'm not. Are you on TikTok, Danny? Yeah. No, I don't post anything. Oh, yeah. I just spend too much time watching videos on there. <laughs> it's something that happens on social media. To do with nature, that's a bit annoying, gets our goat, grinds our gears, things like that. So I'm going to start with this one this time. My one is, mine's quite specific. And it's not targeted to anyone individually. <laughs> is it just someone um, on, on Twitter that you hate? It's me, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do with African wild dogs. <laughs> no! <laughs> Um, Mine is people that post a picture of nothing saying that's where that something was. So 
Like, I, I saw an otter just there five minutes. Well, well done. Thank you, Darren. What am I meant to do with that information? That is a picture of an estuary, not an otter. Don't tell me, tell the Wetland Trust or the Wildlife Trust. Like, if you've got a good picture of it, share it. And birders are bad for this. Now, it's not uncommon for Ryan to go on a rant about birders on Into the Wild, but birders are the worst. They'll just point to the f***ing sky and be like Golden Eagle 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I could do that. I could I could go out <laughs> on the Thames, point up and be like, 74 buzzards just flew past. Picture of my finger pointing at the overcast sky. That's not proof. It's not anything. And it's. I feel like if we're doing that, we're just lowering our standards of what people are actually able to see. How easy is wildlife spotting that we just need to tweet a picture of where we saw something? It could be easy. Could do anything if that if that's the case. By the way, wolves are back in London. Just to let you know. <laughs> Saw one the other day. I'll send a picture of the Houses of Parliament soon. And well, I've definitely definitely seen a snake going in there. But um, I've, <laughs> but I'm just it really annoys me. I'm like, if you didn't get a picture, don't worry about it. Don't try and show a picture. Mm. Just say had a great day. Wildlife spotting. Managed to see that. We don't need a picture of your finger pointing. That's mine. <laughs> I love a pointing finger photo. I will always post a pointing finger photo. <laughs> I like to illustrate no, how bad I am at photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. If the picture's that bad, you can't make out the thing you need to point. That's different. <laughs> if you're that shaky with your camera. Um, you don't post those, do you, Danny? Yeah, sometimes if I'm trying to photograph a bird and it flies off, I've done the ones, you know, where you've got like really nicely in focus leaves <laughs> and you're like, for goodness sake. <laughs> Perfectly framed, the, the branch is in focus. And the light is perfect and there's just nothing there. <laughs> I think it's worse when people don't say, I just saw, and they, like, they'll send a picture of the field and say, buzzard. And you'd be like, no, that, that's a tree. You spend 10 minutes that's looking not, at the photo thinking, where, where is it? Yeah. Is, is that it? You've wasted my time. Yeah. <laughs> Another one um, I love to do is yeah. post a picture that's so bad you can't see the thing that's in it. And, you know, I, take, I don't tend to take my camera many places, so I tend to take them on my phone. And I'm like, honestly, this is X thing. It is there, <laughs> but it's too far away. <laughs> I'm going to be looking out on your Twitter a lot now. <laughs> Get ready. If I see it, no, we're going to be ready. I'll be tagging you. Danny, if you want to take pictures of plants, just take pictures of plants. You don't need to pretend something else more interesting was there. As long as it's not trees. <laughs> Get them away from me. <laughs> it will be. That's the thing. It's trees. Maybe that's what you're doing. Mm. You're just trying to share your hatred of trees. Yeah. You won't be pointing your index finger at trees. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> just flipping off trees. <laughs> it's my favourite pastime. Go on then, Danny. Wash yours for social media nature. What, uh, what's mine? Okay. okay. Mine, this is my biggest bug fair on social media is when an account and it's usually called something like the wonders of the world or like science and nature or like that nature guy and they post a picture and they're like oh my god a beautiful baby snow leopard and it's a picture of a doll. It's a doll. It's not real. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, those beautiful baby koalas. I've seen so many of them now. They seem to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. God, just kills me every time. You get time. them in shops now, apparently. So you beautiful. can. Yeah, they're doing really well. <laughs> the wonder of nature. They've had a real bounce back. 
<laughs> so what? How are you summing that up? Is that what are you? Titling fake that? wildlife pictures. Fake wildlife. Fake wildlife. And then fake everyone wildlife. commenting about how beautiful and wonderful nature is underneath it. <laughs> Particularly those comments. <laughs> I was just saying, I saw an especially bad one the other day. It was a picture of foxes in like a barn, but someone had photoshopped, like the, there was two parent foxes and some baby foxes and had photoshopped them into a big heart shape. And it was like Ugh. not anatomically right. There were heads and like tails sticking out all over the place. And everyone's comment was like, oh, that's such an adorable moment. How did you capture that? That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, if you'd captured that, <laughs> the animal needs to be put down. <laughs> it has like four heads. <laughs> that's not a healthy fox. Foxes, dead or alive, should not be in a heart shape. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh. The one that's on hell. every single... every. If you ever Google baby platypus or puggle, <laughs> it, the first image is always this like weird claymation doll thing. <laughs> and everyone... It gets posted on those cats all the time. Baby platypus <laughs> heart eyes. And everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. It's made of clay. <laughs> <laughs> It is worrying that that's where we're still at. That people just believe it. Mm -hmm. That's it. No questions asked. Yeah. They've got it. Well, <laughs> but it's okay. such a reputable Fake source. Animal. It's I mean, nature. They'll, they'll believe that. They'll think <laughs> COVID's a myth, but they'll believe of the four-headed fox. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a four-headed fox. <laughs> I want to think of some more handles of what these people usually are, like crystal nature tree. <laughs> One of the big ones was cyan mag. Which masqueraded for ages as Science mm. Magazine, <laughs> and they would well, do that's stuff like kind that all of the smart, time. Though. <laughs> <laughs> they had like a million followers. Yeah, isn't it weird how they can be so clever? <laughs> See, if they just we we need we in a way we need to converse with them and find out their tricks on how to get so many followers. It's it's handy for science. One of them got a book deal. One of them got a book deal. That's all I'm saying. Was that you, Danny? <laughs> yeah, it was Have you not seen my feed recently? All of those African wild dogs. They're they're made out of glitter. <laughs> I know, they're just poodles, aren't they? They're just little finger finger puppets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Danny like, oh my god, another wild dog. <laughs> that was pointless for a podcast because I just did a hand signal and the listeners are going, Why is he laughing at that? Is that why all your photos are really far away? They're just cardboard cutouts that you've yeah. painted yeah it, that's exactly it there, and also lego lego <laughs> dioramas as well um alex what social media nature <laughs> thing are you putting in uh, room 101 mine is actually very similar to danny's so it starts off there are the, all those accounts with all those names like big beautiful birds or isn't nature wonderful like they all just sound like that, don't they? They're absolutely stupid. Yeah. But so many of them are just bots, you know, pretending to be like, I've found this wonderful picture for you when they're just copying and pasting things and there's no one there to really moderate or check it. And so often it's just absolute nonsense, like the information that gets put along with it. There was one just like, it was only a few days ago, there was a picture of, well, I won't reveal it. It was apparently a duck that had made a nest in train tracks. And so the... Caption was like, look at this amazing duck. It's figured out how trains work. And it was a picture of a seagull. <laughs> like, <What? laughs> quite, it was quite clearly not a duck. This is not 
you know, this is not an expert ornithologist needs to be able to tell the difference. It was a very, very close-up picture of a seagull sitting on train tracks. And and if you if you copied and pasted the text into Twitter or even just into Google, there were like millions of just like the same post and all of those accounts that with those bad names just used it. And so it's not even when it's someone, you know, copying and pasting themselves and being like, oh, I think my followers are like this. It's when a machine is like, yeah, send it through. That makes no sense. Send it through. Fake wild dogs. Send it through. <laughs> what? Well, why did it mean that? I mean, it wasn't a duck. I don't understand the point of it's figured out trains. Oh, no, the actual text was something like, this duck must have degrees in engineering and mathematics and physics. <laughs> or it's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like, it had no bearing on, on the picture at all. I mean, the, and the, the worst oh ones that really... So there was one... I think this was earlier this year. This is less nature related, but it was when the rover landed on Mars and someone put some audio from something over the top of a picture, but they like scrolled the picture and someone was like, oh my God, this is the first audio and visual thing from Mars. And it got million, like millions of views on Twitter and things. And then later they commented being like, oh, I, just, I made it. Whoops. Sorry. And then NASA actually captured sound from mars like only a few weeks later and then was like yeah i heard about that it's fine and like so oh. the, the actual news like got buried because some idiot was like i'm gonna do a remix i'm gonna make some funny mars beats and like it just ruined it for everyone because that because it was that video that then got shared by all these these bots saying first mars sound ever and then when we actually did record sound on mars no one gave a shit. this is not only a problem on social media this is a problem in just the general media as well isn't mm-hmm. it <laughs> haven't like the the bbc shared multiple beaver headlines with a picture of a vole <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah oh, images of the like, worst so many hoverflies for bees <laughs> talking about should i do that for the tile of this show <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tweet a picture of the you winner can... as a honeybee saying crane fly? <laughs> <laughs> do it. And see if anyone says anything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw out a, it's worth a red herring out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. They're all picture related. I guess with social media, it's very obvious that they're going to be picture related. Mm. But Alex, we'll let you vote first. Ooh, okay. Which one? So, what have we got? We've got fake baby animals trying to trick everyone and we've got empty pictures purporting to be amazing nature mm. photography oh i think just because it's so in sync with my own bugbear i'm going mm. for danny's because it, it is infuriating so, i mean everyone loves a cute animal but they're they're not animals the yeah <laughs> <laughs> we like real yeah. cute animals <laughs> nothing's Fair more enough. disappointing when you think you're going to see a cute animal than mm. it not being a cute animal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather it was wasps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, let's not go too far. <laughs> um, Danny, which one are you going to put into Nature Room 101? Yeah, I mean, I can't put yours in. I'm guilty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you do put my one in, we're going to watch you like a hawk. <laughs> no, it's a gonna... hawk that you did see. It's going to have to be Alex's. It's a shame we can't combine and put all those like oh. wonder of life yeah. accounts just in everything that they post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got the decider now. Yeah. Big hmm. task. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
Is this quite hard? Because they're really similar. They're almost the same. <laughs> I mean, we're basically we're basically talking about the same accounts, just slightly different. Yeah, things the same accounts doing different things. Yeah, I would because Danny's is literally just the picture, and yours is slightly more the information that goes with, or could just be, you know, it's hmm. Based, do you know what? I'm basing this on the fact that our general media gets it wrong as well. I think yours, Alex, of putting complete bullshit <laughs> with an image that does not match or is not not close or is too close. Just get it right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not if you're going to report on it or tweet it, get it right. So I'm going to have to go with Alex's. Alex, mm-hmm. you nailed this Nature Room 101. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed it. Well done. So you've got crane flights. Oh, Trees won the first yeah. one. Well, Trees the lost the first one, cock-up. basically. <laughs> well, lost the first yeah. one. Danny won, Trees lost. <laughs> Alex won, Crane Flies lost. Yeah. Alex won and pictures and I still can't help, know how to sum up yours. But that one loses and goes into Nature Room 101. Um, so let's close the vault on Nature Room 101 for another episode and just thank my guests, Danny and Alex, for joining me on this episode. Thank you both very much. Anything you'd like to say, Danny, about anything you've said so far? Trees. Just- <laughs> kill all trees. No, <laughs> don't kill all trees. <laughs> Just stop planting those stupid places. <laughs> but don't don't follow those stupid accounts. Don't follow them. And definitely no. don't share mm. anything from them. Burn them down. <laughs> Burn them down. <laughs> it's, it's getting violent. Um, Alex, anything you would like to say? Um, if there are any crane flies listening, I'm I'm glad that you only have a few days to live. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's got dark at the end, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's all quite dark. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Nature Room 101. Remember, nature is beautiful, but it's good to have a moan as well. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you'd like to keep up to date with the projects and work Alex and Danny are working on, then you can find them on social media. Their tags are in the write up of this episode. And you can also get in touch with me at intothewildpod at gmail.com or on social media at intothewildpod on Twitter and intothewildpodcast on Instagram. Whether you just want to say hello or share some thoughts on an episode or even let me know what you want to hear about next. A reminder that any views or opinions expressed in today's show belong to the person who said them and do not represent Into the Wild or anyone that we have worked with or are affiliated with. Into the Wild aims to always be a free show, however, running and producing it is not free. If you'd like to support us by saying thanks, and you can do so by buying me a coffee, our Kofi link is in the write-up of this episode. But until next time, keep well, stay safe, and live the good life.